no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. How long has it been? I feel like that that saying there at the beginning, that opening line, has so much more meaning to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You think? (laughs) I guess you're right in a way. He's right. (laughs) We're a little late tonight, but that's okay. Um, It's it's been too long. I'll say that, okay? It has been a while. Uh, I've I've missed this. I've missed you guys. Hey, missed you guys too. It's a... Another edition of the Sound Off on Sports podcast tonight, and it's brought your way by Howard Family Pharmacy and the Mountain Arts Center. I'm Jamie Johnson, joined by a full cast tonight, including uh, Josh McKinney. Hand up, please. <laughs> Identify yourself. Uh, Byron Hall. Present. And then uh, Jeremy Hall. Uh, Matt Johnson, who's been working behind the scenes tonight. He's been doing a good job. He's uh, he's got that senior year prep going on. You know? <laughs> Fun times. Yeah, got the haircut, got the contacts. He's doing good. Yeah, he helped out tonight, getting us started. Worked earlier today too, by the way. <laughs> there you go. Hey, he's been busy. He's been busy. Uh, a little late, but that's okay. Um, that's what happens when the wife comes in and wants to talk for a minute or two, and she has no sense of time. And uh, <clears throat> so, but anyway, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I didn't hear nothing. She ain't watching it's it. It's recorded. Uh, she won't watch the it. bus up. Just she doesn't watch it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> tonight, about it. tonight will be the night. Tonight will be the night when I get home. I heard what you said about time, you know, and then I can hear Beth over there in Jeremy's ear going, "How nice." <laughs> Oh yeah, she'll and, uh, tell her because Beth, Beth watches and oh yeah, she'll tell her. Oh, That's great. Gosh. That's great. Hey, it's a Tuesday night. It's the week of football, and uh, I'm glad to be back in here with you. Glad to see you all. Which we've seen each other all summer. Yeah, uh, Reds games and, and other things, and uh, but back talking some football tonight. Uh, big preview. Big week of week zero. Is it still week zero? This would be week zero, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. First, it's the first games. week. That's the way I look week. at it. Yeah, it's the, well, I call it the first week, but it's week zero. You got to get your keys, too. You can't leave to get your keys. That's mine. Oh, those are mine? Those are mine. Those are Byron's? Yeah. Okay, see, we're talking off camera. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> but anyway, it, week zero of games, I guess is what they still call it, but we got some sure. dandy matchups this week we're going to talk to here momentarily. Uh, Floyd Central and Paintsville, that's the game that we will be carrying here on WMDJ on the radio side, on Facebook Live. We'll have it. Uh, we'll also have it on our internet stream at WMDJFM.com. And uh, also a big matchup in Prestonsburg that just in the last week or so has really gotten a lot of attention. Prestonsburg hosting Betsy Lane. Uh, not the first time those guys have played, but uh, there's a lot of hype going into this game. All of a sudden. First time in, what, two years, though? Yeah. yeah. Two, three year. years. They were supposed to play last year. Right. Uh, didn't happen due to uh, you know the COVID stuff, and they're playing this year, and there's some storylines to that. We'll, we'll get into that uh, coming up, and also we do have some sound clips of each coach in the county: Brandon Brewer at Prestonsburg, Jared Gerald at Betsy Lane, and Sean Hager 
and Floyd Central. So we'll be hearing from them talking about their teams, matchups, and such as for uh, this week and this season. So had a chance to have a, a nice conversation with each of those gentlemen uh, earlier this week and appreciate their time. And we'll hear from those coaches with some sound clips and just a little bit thanks to all this high-fangled technology we have. We can hit a button and bam, somebody's talking. It's like a Christmas tree. Oh, I love it. I mean, look, at it lights up. It does all these things, you know. you gotta, you got to love a roadcaster. Thing's been gold since you've got it. Hey, it's working. <laughs> it's, enjoyed it. It, it has helped us. <laughs> it's doing pretty good. But uh, so all that's coming up too. We'll get to that in a little bit. And of course, I guess we're in a football state now. Uh, if you're talking about uh, UK, uh, that's been crazy too. That everywhere I go, somebody says, "What do you think about Cal?" And I'm thinking, "What do you think?" <laughs> you know, I just kind of let people talk about it. But uh, that's been a crazy uh, secret 72 hours of <laughs> Big Blue Madness last week yeah. <laughs> between going to the Bahamas and playing. You get on, uh, you, you make a quote to media bashing the football team inadvertently, I believe, uh, about uh, wanting a practice facility and saying you're a basketball school, not a football school. Wow. And uh, Stoops comes uh, up firing with both uh, both hands, and, <laughs> and I get it, and says one of the best quotes I've ever heard, that we didn't wake up on third base. Wow. I mean, <laughs> it says that in a press conference. Guys, what do you think of all, all this stuff in the last and, – and, and by the way, football is preseason ranked, first time in the AP since 78, first time ever for the coaches' poll. It, football is on the rise, and it's been a slow grind. And basketball, hey – Four years since you uh, won a tournament game. I was so going to say, I think, <laughs> I think uh, the football team has more postseason wins than the basketball team here in the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, what do you think about all this? We can't go anywhere and not talk about it. Who wants, who wants to go first? Who wants to jump? You're on the end. You jump first. I'll jump in first. Um, I think it was a little, you know, sometimes when you're under pressure, um, your mind and mouth don't work real well together. And huh? I, I think Calipari, he kinda, I think he – I think he kind of got away with him. His thoughts got away with him, and he spouted out something that's going through his mind that he probably didn't want out, but I think he's feeling it a little bit, um, a little bit of heat from from not just the fans. Now he's starting to see it, I think, from, you know, with all things going and you read, uh, maybe the university a little bit, um, not giving him full reign like he mm-hmm. used to have. There seems to be a disconnect between Mitch Barnhart and Cal Perry, you think? There's uh, a disconnect between Mitch Barnhart and a lot of people. Well, <laughs> yeah, and it, that's not been a secret, though. Everybody knows they don't really like each other. They don't talk. They don't meet. But how do you how do you run an athletic program and you don't talk to the coaches that you hire or that you want to be there? I, I know that you know big donor money and stuff controls a lot of that. But at the same time, aren't you the boss? Yeah. And then ultimately you're going to meet with the school president to sort out things in the principal's office between everybody, that's that, that's great school think a, stuff. I think a big issue is is you've got you've got Calipari and Stoops who are almost as probably as forward thinking in terms of what what they can do to make their programs better as anybody mm-hmm. in the country. Um, you know, I know the results haven't been there for Cal, but he's kind of been in a lot of aspects of college basketball, kind of out in front of a lot of things and and how he's done stuff. Mitch Barnhart is about as old school as you can get. I mean, yeah. you, you he, he there's no social media. There's there's nothing online with him. It's it's you know email, fax, and it's I think there's just this huge, you know, disconnect between him 
and the coaches and what they want to do moving forward. There's a big disconnect between him and the fans, which is another issue. And I just I think that he has this mindset of I'm in charge of UK athletics. I know what's best for everybody involved. I don't have to talk to him. I don't have to whatever what I think is best. And I I think what Cal said is ultimately kind of it's been building up from the NIL stuff, um, from the lack of postseason success. I think it's just kind of all kind of what what Jeremy said is he's feeling the pressure. And I think what he said was like you said it was inadvertent. I think it was inadvertent too. I think he could have said things differently. <laughs> he but could I, have apologized. But I do think too. ultimately yeah. it's it was I think he wants a new practice facility and I think he kind of just, you know, half whatever patted the UK football on the back for what they've done recently. And I think it was horrible kind of timing that he was out of the country when he said it because there's no immediate meeting between him and Stoops after, mm-hmm. you know, getting yeah. and you know they all had press conferences scheduled for Saturday and, you know, Mitch Barnhart doesn't come out and say anything immediately and it all festers and people, you know, do what they do with it and they kind of blow it out of proportion or kind of create their own storylines and it's it's a big mess and I I don't think it was intentional, but I think it all goes back to kind of what Jeremy said. I think Cal has you know, I think there's some pressure there. I think I think it's fair to say that Calipari is losing his grip, not only on uh, UK, maybe not so much UK basketball, but the college basketball scene. Well, the the problem he's is he's not the hip guy. He's you he's, know, I mean, recruiting. He's I mean, next year's class is going to be awesome. I get this that. year's team is going to be really good. The problem is. You, he's had seasons where the regular season has been really, really good, mm-hmm. a la last year, mm-hmm. right? And the postseason, nothing's panned out. He's had seasons where the regular season has not been very good. 2013 14 with Randall, the twins, their freshman year, they make it to a final four. It doesn't, I don't, I think a lot of fans are, they don't care what he says, they don't care what he does. Well, he between, talks down to them between March and December. <laughs> I think it all depends on uh, it, it. All goes back to how I mean what they do in the postseason. What have you and, done but, for me lately? Well, when it comes down to fans, until you get to an elite eight, nobody's going to care what you've done on the basketball court. Even the fans that are kind of uh, wishy washy, and they're not going to follow it until it gets to the postseason anyway. Mm-hmm. Until they make noise in the postseason to get past all the clutter that's happened the last few years, it's not going to matter. But I think he's losing grip on his mojo because. You got NIL now, so his ways of getting recruits and drawing people in has to adjust because now everybody else is on this playing field of, hey, we can throw money at this one, we can do that, and their other programs are figuring out ways to attract kids to come in and play. And they're going to stay more than one year because, hey, they're going to get paid and go to school, drive big I, fancy cars. Why I go to work? The NIL thing. You know? I think, think I, about that. I think that's a much bigger Mitch Barnhart issue. Well, he's got to come around to that. I think he's the biggest say, loser of the whole thing. NIL or no NIL, you, Kentucky basketball, you should still be able to throw as much money as you want to at somebody. Yeah. you got to be and able I, to do I that. I think Cal wants to do that. Yeah. I think Stoops wanted to do that. And I think Mitch Barnhart, like I said, he's old school. He doesn't. He don't want to do that. He, he came out and said when that, all that legislation came out that – you know, he was against it. Your athletic director publicly said you can't he's do not that. For that, <laughs> you can't say you're and against then, it. You know, his two high-profile coaches go more or less behind his back to the governor, and he passes an executive order. And you know, that's not if you're the athletic director, you're going to be upset. But I, I, I think that's he's 
you know, no matter what he does off the court, it's, it's all going to come back to what do you do in February and March? Yeah. And, you know, they look good in the Bahamas. He's got some recruits coming in that are really good. They're going to be really, really good. But if you can't deliver in the postseason, no one, no one cares. Hey, you know, it, it was fun to watch those games. That's fine. But then they blow it and he ruins it with his stuff. Comes back and says, hey, my bad on an apology. You've, you've probably read that for those who are listening or watching. I think you could have apologized better. But be that as it may, he didn't end up telling Keith Farmer, I think, at the end of the last game, uh, I'm not very smart. I've said the wrong thing. I'll get it worked out with Mark. I'm, that's better. I thought that yeah, was fine. I think they will. And they'll work that out, and that's fine. But the bigger issue is, number one, Cal's still not, not, not coming off well. Uh, as you mentioned, Mitch Barnhart's got issues. But the real winner in this whole thing, I think, is Mark Stoops because, listen, the guy defended his guy to his players – he had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not back against the wall stuff. He defends his players. He's got the whole locker room bought in. Uh, listen, if they didn't think they were a contender before, they know it now. They bring <laughs> back so much on defense. Jeremy, this Jeez. is uh, Byron. This is exciting times for you to be a UK football fan. It's okay to get hyped up for this season. Don't don't be like the past and afraid to. I don't know if we can do this. Not don't get too excited. <laughs> No, this is this is the season to get excited for UK football. I think I think Josh said it best there, or, or he made a point that that really stands out in my mind. He said, you know, UK this this year's basketball class is going to be really good, mm-hmm. but next year is going to be awesome. You know, how many years have we heard it's next year? Mm-hmm. Tired yeah, of next you, year. I'm a Reds UK, fan. I'm tired of hearing about next year. You know, UK, what I mean? UK football this year looks to be this is it. This is probably the best one. We've seen in a while yeah. if everything goes right. And, I, and listen, to I, me, Stoops is more valuable in his position than Cal. That's just yeah. my opinion. I mean, the basketball program is bigger than Cal. It we are a basketball school. Let's just not be stupid. Right. We are. We're but you don't say he, that. He wasn't wrong when he said it. But right. I think but you don't say it. it. You don't say it. And I think it's how he said it. Yeah. And in that yeah. manner, well, <laughs> win your win your games and go to a bowl. You know, you don't you don't say that uh, when you're trying to recruit and build a program. Stoops is highly highly valuable. He needs to make more money, um, and he's 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 loyal. I mean, yeah. you think he couldn't have jumped ship and went somebody went somewhere else? Remember, this is the guy that came in and wanted the job. Yeah, remember, yeah. nobody. He wasn't on their list. He wanted the job, showed what he would do, and he's proved it. And I think you should be rewarded for loyalty. That's just me. I, loyalty is a big deal to me. Amen. And yeah. if you're loyal and you're doing your job, I'm going to leave you alone and let you do it. And look at how great it's turned out. I can't be – I've never been so pumped up for a football season. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. That's it. I don't think the state has been this excited for Kentucky football Ooh. maybe ever. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, it's exciting times. Yeah. It's exciting times. And we got a lot of football on the local level to talk about. We're going to come back and get to that after you listen to this from our sponsors, Howard Family Pharmacy and the Mountain Arts Center. Hang tight. we got more coming up on the Sound Off on Sports podcast. As soon as I hit a button. See, the wife comes in here and gets me off. Gets me off. Here we go. Here we go. When you need to know about your medications, it's important to know your pharmacist. Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, John Newsom, and Terry Castle, and Howard Family Pharmacy, your community health mart pharmacy, will always take time for you. And it's more convenient now than ever to fill your prescriptions. Simply use their free mobile app or log on to HowardFamilyPharmacy.com. Quality care and service, where it's always about family. That's Howard Family 
Valley Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Billy Jean Osborne's Kentucky Opry takes the stage at the beautiful Mountain Arts Center, featuring the region's finest talents. You don't want to miss the Kentucky Opry Junior Pros and special guest appearances. Call the Mountain Arts Center box office at 1-888-MAC-ARTS to lock in your tickets. That's 1-888-MAC-ARTS. We'll see you at the show. It's a night of Y2K Country with Andy Griggs. You won't ever be lonely. And Daryl Worley. Good day, Friday, November 4th, Mountain Arts Center. A night with Andy Griggs and Daryl Worley performing incredible country number one hits you will know and remember. Awful beautiful Tickets as low as $23 and on sale now by calling 1-888-MACARTS or at macarts.com. Sponsored in part by the Kentucky Arts Council. And we're back on the Sound Off on Sports podcast here tonight. Uh, just getting started, and hey, glad to have you guys on tonight. Appreciate uh, comments. Uh, Heather's back with us tonight. Uh, hi to y'all. Uh, glad to hear some football talk. Yeah, it's football season again, and we need some normalcy. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's just be honest here. We have had probably one of the worst summers, not to get all down here, but we've had one of the worst summers uh, in in our community in, that I can ever remember, and I, this weekend I know both football teams are honoring first responders. Uh, first responders will be honored at the Pressburg game with Betsy Lane. Uh, the game at, on Friday night with Floyd Central and Paintsville is the Armed Forces First Responders Bowl, and they get free admission to the game for going. I think that's great stuff. Uh, our school system, and listen, these three guys all work in the school system. They can, they're much more qualified than me uh, to talk about it. But in the last few weeks, the schools have been a refuge for people in the community to, to do their laundry, <laughs> you know. I mean, to lay their head down, to get a free meal. Uh, schools have done more than just trying to, you know, last night I went to open house at Dace, and it felt normal. It was a classroom setting, but, you know, two weeks ago, that was a totally different situation with things for the flood victims and those affected by flooding. We, we could use a Friday night light normal weekend uh, in this community, and I think, I think we're all ready to, to do our best to take a break because it isn't over. None of this is over yeah. for anybody, uh, whether you're talking about uh, the tragedy in June, the, the flooding in July. Uh, but we all need a break mentally. We all need a chance to kind of sit down, go to the game with your family, go to the game with your friends, debate some pigskin football, <laughs> talk about this kid, that kid, this game, that coach's decision, whatever, whatever. The hot dogs, you know, the tailgate. We need it. Do we not? Do take, we need it? Take a few hours Friday yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, take some time. I, I saw there was a church in Knott County this weekend that, that the, PA, the P, PSA announcement said – Take a break from you've you've worked hard to clean up. Take a break. Come to us. We got two hours of inflatables for kids. It was at topmost Free Will Baptist Church in Knott County. I thought, yeah, you know, kids need kids need it. These kids need it. Yeah. And we're going to start back to school here really soon in the county. And we, you know, I'll, I'll turn start with the administrator down here. <laughs> we all need the kids need that. The community needs that. Oh yeah, by far. I think. Um you know, everybody involved at every level in the school system, whether you personally was in the flood or a victim of the flooding, 
or, or you had family members um, to, to just working at your school volunteering everybody I know is tired um, you know I had I had family members that was involved in the flooding and, and we worked at their house for many nights and I was trying to uh, you know keep up with school and my job and making yeah. sure that they were doing and they were doing everything great and all the schools were um, you know I gotta give a shout out to Dace uh, because like Jamie said I was there for uh, uh, the meeting the other night in open house and with my Youngest daughter's yeah. teachers, and that place looked a lot different than it did uh, a week and a half ago. Uh, it was uh, it was doing its job and uh, and helping people that needed help with the flooding. So yeah, this this Friday night, I hope everybody gets out and 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 sees one another, enjoys one another, and smiles. Um, you know, you see a lot of faces, and it's not because they're they're really unhappy; they're just tired. Uh, get out and have fun for a couple hours. And, and Byron, it's okay to. To go out and enjoy yourself, we gotta let ourselves yeah. enjoy ourselves. It's okay. Yeah, it's I mean, okay it's, to sit here and talk football. It's, it's, all right. it's all right to relax. Like you said, relax and just take a minute to get your mind on something else. Uh, you know, it's like I, I was at school today, and it's the first time I've been up there since we had, like, you know, we had the whole foyer covered with supplies of this and that mm-hmm. uh, for people, and you know, went there today, wasn't there, I mean, kind of seen some bags and stuff still. Uh, just some stuff, but it's good to see people just out doing their stuff, and some of the people was affected. Uh, you know, good to see them and allow them to, you know, just talk to them about something other than, mm-hmm. you know, just talk about some school and what you know weekend plans or anything like that. Uh, so it's good to see them and good to you know get out and do do something other than what you have to. I mean, you have to do that, but every now and then you got to take a step back and. Like you said, go to a football go to the football game Friday night. Yeah, uh, go support some kids. You see some friends you probably haven't seen. Uh, just see you, people. Use that as a way to just yell yeah. and scream and just get some of that stuff <laughs> no, out. I mean, go go yeah. cheer so, and support cheer a, loud. Support a team while getting some of that stuff out. Yeah. you know. And it's been good to see so many people come together, uh, helping out one another across county lines, all across the state. Uh, help has come in all across the country. Help has come in. I should be yeah. uh, more uh, specific about that. Uh, and, and I'm talking about even the smallest things. I was reading today how there's people that are here that are helping you save your family heirlooms. You know, if you had pictures or art, things that you wanted to keepsakes, uh, there's folks at the Knott County Sportsplex this week that will help you preserve that, show you the proper way to do it. That's, I mean, I, I didn't know there were people like that I mean, that would do that kind of thing. Uh, the people who are preparing meals every day, deli- delivering meals and uh, doing all the, doing all these things and these groups that are here from out of state uh, and I don't want to start mentioning them I'll, I'll forget some but there's been people from the Carolinas that have been here uh, Samaritans first or we had mentioned a few of them uh, that have been here helping out and seeing them in the community they're getting about to eat down here down the mm-hmm. road and um, it, it's just been a blessing you know we went has. we went out one day delivering meals to and you know to families and stuff. Uh, you know, a day or two after it happened from school. Yeah. And got got to see some of the kids we see. And it was good. I don't know if it's good, better for them. Or and that's for me, another thing. For me to actually say, How, you know. What about all of these kids from these teams stopping the their mm-hmm. practices, whether it's been football or volleyball, basketball, whatever, and going out in these communities and helping out? I mean, every school in this county has had kids collectively on different teams go and help out. Man. 
say what you want, but that that's coaching, that's teaching, yeah. that's coaching, that's nurturing. And that, that's that's, awesome. that's every sport, every team yeah. from every school. It, yeah. It's not just you know the the soccer team here or the basketball team. It's it's every every school, every sport, and. You know, we we had some some student athletes deliver some meals to to some places where where I was uh, fortunate to be able to go help, and you know they they had a smile on their face the whole time. You know, yeah. just bringing just bringing a meal to someone who had everything sitting out on the porch, you know, yeah. or in the front yard, and and you can tell that they were happy to do that. Yeah, and to and see pictures of mm-hmm. uh, kids cleaning out uh, flood debris, bringing food. You know, I saw pictures of kids from Prestonsburg at Wayland working. That's awesome. I saw pictures of kids from Floyd Central and parts of the county, Betsy Lane. It's, it's been it's been really uh, heartwarming uh, to see that. And that for all those who organized that and got that together, uh, a big salute to you guys. Uh, that's, that's bigger than the scorers and playing the games to me. It's bigger than that. But that being said – I do have a notebook of some notes and football to talk about, including a game that we're not going to be there because, honestly, there's other people that are going to be there covering it. So A lot. A, a lot. There's a lot of eyeballs <laughs> on this Betsy Lane-Prestonsburg game, and, and, and that's fine. That's cool. I, I, I'm glad. We, we can do one game a week because that's, that's how football is. You can't it, do it, all of them? Well, if we play on Friday and Saturday, I'd, I'd do both. I'd do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If we could stagger all that out, we'd do three <laughs> nights of football. I would do it, okay? But uh, there's a lot of eyes on this Preston Betsy Lane game. And talking to both coaches, getting some feels, kind of getting the temperature of the room, you know, with fan bases, there's a lot of eyeballs on this. Uh, had a chance to talk to Coach Brandon Brewer of Prestonsburg, and uh, they were four and six last year. They were to start this game last year with with Betsy Lane at Betsy Lane. Didn't happen due to sickness and illness and all that stuff. So that didn't happen. Then they end up losing their first game to McGoffin County. They weren't healthy. They weren't up to speed. And we'll get into more of that in a minute. But uh, they got wins last year over Phelps, Powell County, Floyd Central, 26-24, East Ridge. That were their four games, and then they lost their last four uh, in district play, had some injuries down the stretch and just did not finish uh, the way they wanted to. But uh, this year, talking to uh, Coach Brewer, uh, this is what he had to say about the preseason and, and what he's seen in a couple of games that they worked on between uh, Morgan County and Leslie County. Give a listen to this. I just uh, I think that we have a lot of things that we we can improve on. I feel like uh, on our on the line of scrimmage, I think we uh, we get some things there that we can. Uh, improve and clean up a little bit, just sort of repping it more in practice. Just mostly just execution stuff. Uh, I think once we get some things uh, there, we'll, I think, you know, we'll be a, a pretty good offense that can uh, do a, do some different things. And uh, you know, defensively, just uh, taking better angles. You know, just understanding our leverage and uh, tackling. You know, once we get there, understanding where your help is and. And that's not and, – and listen, that's what every coach is trying to do. <laughs> you know, crossing T's, dotting I's early on in the season. But it sounds like he's pretty pleased with what he's got right now. What yeah, do you I, guys think? I think so. I think he, he sounded um, – he knew there were some issues, but they had that they're easily fixed mm-hmm. Yeah, just by the way he talked about them. This yeah. is his fifth year uh, at the helm there, and I think he probably feels more confident about this season – than any other year uh, in talking to him he was telling me uh, we actually had a couple of conversations this week and he was telling me hey 
Uh, I got 90 kids in A, B, and C team football, grade school up to middle school. 90 kids together on a field on Monday night. Listen, that's huge, okay? <laughs> that's a huge number. It, it's telling you that they're going in the right direction. It's just football is just a different beast. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Yeah. If you follow it, you know it. you got to get them in groups and bring them up through the ranks. But it sounds like you know, you're, in, you're in year five, and I know there's expectations because, hey, you want, every fan base wants to win. And I think that fan base wants to win arguably more than any other fan base. Okay, but at the same, I mean, I'll say that I'll, I'll be on record for that. I think they 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 want to win more because they expected more. And when when he took over that program, they were not up to the level that Prestonsburg football expects to be at. I right. think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah, yeah. and usually not and, his and, fault. It and, was and left no, that way. No. And and Jeremy can maybe talk to a little bit more about this. But when you're taking over a program in that kind of situation, you have a plan in place that you kind of see. Like two to three years, maybe two to four. You want to try to you want to try to establish your your way of doing things with a group and kind of get them through. And his third year, COVID hit. Yeah. Last year there were still COVID protocols in place. You mentioned some cancellations and some sickness. Not that that's always going to be an excuse, but I'm sure his plan and that that window that he had in his mind to work with and get some things you know kind of set in stone was thrown out the window, completely thrown off the rails. Well, and I think you said it. He is he was really excited about this year with the kids that were able to kind of maneuver the last couple of years. Those upperclassmen that that he just he's wanted to kind of get some things shored up. And I I ran into a couple of players a few weeks ago, and I said, "Hey, you know how how are y'all looking?" He said, and and they all players are optimistic and excited. They said, I, oh, I, yeah. "I think we'll I think we'll surprise some people." They have fourteen returning seniors. 14. They have a kid, uh, Max Willoughby, who is their kicker, comes over from soccer, kids booting 40 yard, 40 yard <laughs> field goals. That gives you an added dimension in mountain football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they have some things to get excited about. And I'm not just saying just a kicker, but you know, you return a guy like Ethan Jarvis, you return a kid like Reese Hamilton. This is what Brewer had to say on his returnees. He's, he's had a really good off season. Reese has had a, a really good off season. He's put on about 30 pounds. Um, We've had some good seven-on-sevens. I think these first few games, uh, these first two scrimmages, he's, he's played really well. He's made uh, enough plays in the passing game to, to keep us, I call him, you know, just hitting the layups for us and, and being able to do his role. The strength of our football team is, I feel like, I mean, it's, it's on the line of scrimmage in our running game. So uh, we just need, uh, you know, our, our quarterback to manage the game, not turn the ball over and to uh, hit, hit the plays uh, whenever his number is called. What I like best about this is they're not overconfident. They know what they got. Mm -hmm. They're sitting back. They're ready to go. They know what what it takes to get the job done. And I think that's five years of grooming a program to get them to this point. I I think out of all the county teams, he probably has the least amount of questions to answer coming into this season. It probably, yeah. Like like he knows where they're at. And, you know, this weekend – game with Betsy Lane, you know, the big question for them is who's going to play quarterback and how are they going to adjust to, you know, who, who do they play back there? Buddy, you should say that. Uh, (laughs) So let's go there. You want to go, you want to go there? You want to go there? Uh, We talked to Jerry Gerald of Betsy Lane. He's in his second season. They're coming off an eight win year. Can he play quarterback? Well, he could. 
uh, not he's, not, he's not eligible anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, NIL ain't going to help this. Okay. <laughs> we, can't, we can't go there. But uh, I did ask him though because he was such a dynamic athlete. Mm-hmm. He's got two kids that are going to be one of them's going to be a dynamic athlete in the future once he gets older. And, and Carter Parsons, the other is a dynamic athlete <laughs> in Brady Robinson. Uh, because, just simply because he's older. Such a terrible problem to have. Yeah, he's, so he's got two athletic guys. <laughs> I, I asked him, what are you going to do? I will let you guys interpret his answer, and I won't just, – just listen. Here you go. This is Jerry Gerald and his quarterback situation. You know, we've been working both those guys, and they're both uh, great players and great quarterbacks. And, and you know, we're going to use them uh, in various ways. Carter, of course, is going to be our future, and, and Brady is kind of our uh, – I guess you could call him the president or whatever. You know, he's our our stud right now. Him and Reese and Dylan Williams and, and Carter. Like I said, he's uh, getting reps at quarterback. He's getting reps at receiver, playing defensive back, and, and we're real excited about his future. Brady, of course, is a lot. You know, he's three or four years older than Carter, so he has the you know the maturity factor about him. He's really fast. I think he ran like a four five forty at uh, the University of Kentucky camp. So. I guess we haven't really showed it yet, but he's got a nice arm on him, and uh, he's kind of learning how to play quarterback. So he's he's kind of understanding, you know, what we're uh, asking from him. And I think, you know, he's going to be a great player for us this year. And uh, like I said, I think Carter, he'll get a few uh, uh, reps each game, and we're going to build him, you know, for the future because he is uh, an outstanding young player and for a freshman. You know, he's one of the best quarterbacks, I think, in this area and probably even in the state as a freshman. What do you get from that? Jeremy, you go first there, <laughs> since you're on the hill Well, I think, I think his mind is made up uh, the way it sounds. Um, so I, I, I agree with him in some ways. Uh, Robinson definitely needs the ball in his hand uh, uh-huh. as much as possible. Right. I don't know if I agree with him on what position. Um, that, he gets paid the big bucks, not me. Um, that's his job. He's the one who's got to sleep with it uh, at night. Um, so you're on the you're on the Parsons should be quarterback train. Is that what I'm getting from you? That's I think it is. That's what I got from. I, you. That's um, what I heard. Yeah. I am on the um, <laughs> Robinson. Get the ball if he gets the ball in space. That speed and his agility, he, he's hard to stop. It's hard to get in space between the tackles as mm-hmm. a quarterback. Um, now, if they can find a way to get him in space uh, and get him in the open field from that position, I think then everything will go greatly this year. I'm not saying it won't the other way, but they got to find some way to let let Robinson use his athletic ability mm-hmm. for their advantage, and that is get the boy the ball in open, out in the field, and let him run. Got to let the big dog eat. That's what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> it. I. What I heard from from Jared was he. It's almost like he knows that that Robinson kind of at least in the first part of the season gives them the best chance to to score some points and be in a position to win a football game. Right. Just because of right. the experience factor. The, the winning right the, now, not and, looking and at next he year. Al, he also yeah. knows that next year and beyond, it's 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 Parsons, and the only way to kind of get him ready is to throw him into the game this year. Because if you wait until next offseason, you're starting over. Almost. <laughs> he's, a, it, he's a freshman again next year. But it also seems Basically. like they've got some some packages for this guy and, and for both of yes. them. Yes. And it almost sounds like it depends on this game situation. Yeah. Like, both. And I, I think what Jeremy said is you, you want the ball in Robinson's hand in space, and you're not going to get a whole lot of space 
between the tackles, you know, dropping back five, seven feet. And, and you don't want one kid get hurt and the other not have any reps at the position. Yeah. I'm like I'm like Josh. I think there's a package where you, I think you're going to see both of them play mm-hmm. behind center a lot. Well, in the same game, that's possible. But I'm I'm kind of leaning here with Jeremy. Parsons needs to be the guy to get the ball out to Robinson because he's probably the best athlete on the field 90% of the time. I was that way too. And then I listened to Jared and I'm going, I can see why he would want to play Brady quarterback. I understand why he wants to play Because he's going to take the ball. He's going to make his own play. He thinks he's got more confidence in him creating with other kids. But at the same time, I think a defense – can key more if Robinson's at quarterback mm-hmm. than than they can say if well, Parsons is, he, is behind he, center. Has he changed his offense to the triple option here? <laughs> well, I don't know yet. <laughs> Not that I've seen. I would say it. You know? It's almost like you have an older Lynn Bowden at quarterback and a younger Lynn Bowden at quarterback, like Kentucky had a few years ago. Yeah. And they just put him back there and let him go to work. I don't think Betsy Lane has Kentucky's offensive line <laughs> that can just he can just sit back there and just kind of wait yeah. for a hole to open no. up. Um, but I, I think that I think if Robinson's back there majority mm-hmm. of the time, I do think kind of what they're both getting to, I think what he can do with the ball in his hand, I think is greatly diminished as opposed to Parsons just turning, firing, get it to him, you know, 10 yards on a defender and letting him make somebody miss. So well, does does the game start with um, Robinson? Robinson, Robinson behind uh, that, the That's the way, the, the, yeah. the way he talked, you're going to see Robinson at the quarterback starting the, starting the year, and I, I guess he's going to go play it by ear, see how it feels. Uh, if he needs to make a play, you know, maybe switch it up. One of yeah. those things where you have your first couple series scripted. Yeah. And then if it doesn't go that way, then put the other dude in. No, yeah. I don't think no. I don't think it goes that way. Uh, yeah. I, I think okay. I think that number one, if you're putting the best eleven athletes on the field any given Friday at any given team, those two guys are both on the field mm-hmm. at Benson right. Lane. Yeah, hundred percent. They're both on the field. Now, it's a whole lot easier to get uh, get your blood pumping and get a little bit into the high school game if you start out out there at wide out. Catch some balls for Parsons. Mm-hmm. Let him catch cool. Get some right. hits, you know. Take a hit or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with, uh, with coach. Right. I'm just saying, if it's me, I'd probably <laughs> trial by fire him way sooner than he would because game. Two. I don't have the same, I don't have the same <laughs> uh, philosophy on offense as he does. I'll just say that. Um, I could put in, I could put in Byron at quarterback, and and that would be perfect with it. Uh, but he's not but, going to have three thousand yard rushers. Wow, exactly. Byron, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, Byron. That's a, he, that, all means, that means all Byron doing is, is one, all I have one to do, game manager. All I have to do is turn around and hand it off to somebody. That's that's what that meant. That, yeah. yep. But those those two guys, I if they turn Byron. into strong athletes on Friday night, the whole team gets better, mm. and then. Then you have even more stuff to do uh, offensively with both of them, I think. So you guys don't see a scenario where Robinson comes in and plays a series. Next series is going to be Parsons. Next series is Robinson. No, I, you don't see anything like that I, in the I game? I think that hinders the development of Parsons long term, If you, at least for this season, if you if you do that. Because it's it's hard to get into the, a flow yeah. if you're but especially be, a freshman. But wouldn't it be hard for a defense to say, well, now what are they doing? Who do I go cover now? Maybe uh, listen. Well, yeah, they might get in that game and say, you know what? <laughs> I think if you line out Robinson over here and one on one coverage or something, he's gonna he can he can get the ball. He can beat his guy. 
Maybe it's maybe they see a weakness somewhere and they say, let's just do this, make the adjustment. I, that's not going to shock me. No. Byron, Byron jumped us into Betsy Lane real quick. Uh, <laughs> he did. And, and this, well, game, I mean, this game Friday night, just listening uh, to, to Coach there from Brestburg talking about he really sounded worried about his line because he mentioned at least twice, you know, the line of scrimmage, uh, those type of things. Now, one thing I can say for uh, our guys over at Betsy Lane is uh, we got a good line. They're, they're, they're mature. They're strong. Um, Dakota Stumbo, I got to mention him. He he's one that that when he gets back on the field is uh, going to make him even better. So uh, they got a line at Betsy Lane that um, any athlete can get behind and 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 really work effectively. So asking Jerry Gerald about going and playing the Black Cats <laughs> and having a, a first game like this that's so big. I, I did ask him about last season. You know, they didn't get to play. They played Martin County. They beat Martin County. And honestly, I think it's fair to say that win propelled them to the successful start they had. They started 6-0. and Gave them so much confidence, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. I think this game can have the same effect. However, if they lose the game, it could have a very adverse effect. And I'm going to let you listen to his quote about this game, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Here we go. This is Jared Gerald on the matchup for his team against Prestonsburg. I could sit here and say it doesn't mean anything to us. It's just another game. Um, and you'd, I guess in the grand scheme, it is. You'd you be know, lying. <laughs> right, right. And, and, you know, in the grand scheme, um, I guess it is just one game, right? You know, mm-hmm. you've got nine more playoffs, whatever. But, you know, this is a game all off season. You know, everybody's talked about it. Everybody's wondering about this game. And, you know, for us, we've had this circle – it's last year, so it's, you know, two years now in the making. So it, it's very important to us, you know. I think um, they're going to do a little ceremony for all the law enforcement officers and things that we've lost. And, uh, you know, our guys lost a classmate, uh, Hunter Hammond. And, you know, we're just going to um, really honor those um, those men that we've lost. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this game is just another game. It, it's a big game for us. We're, we're looking to go 1-0 and each week, but at the same time, you know, this game, it means a little bit more. Um, it, it's bragging rights. You know, they're just 15, 20 minutes down the road. It's a game that, like you said, we've not won since 1986. Uh, my dad was actually a sophomore on that team. So, you know, it, it just it means more, and I think uh, our kids understand that. And to my knowledge, we've never won a game at Prestonsburg. So to win there would be, uh, you know, huge for our kids in our program. It's a calendar game. They haven't won since 86. My dad was on the team at 86, and we've never won in Prestonsburg. He checks off all those facts, and they're all facts. That Tell me, is that a bad thing? Because we've, we've it, witnessed this before. It can be. It can be that. a bad thing. It can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing because you get so overhyped. That if the first series comes out and you fumble the ball or turn it over, well, I, I, I think too it's 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 not just how the game starts, but we've seen Floyd Central the year they beat Prestonsburg the first time since '86 that a, a team from Floyd County had beaten the the Black Cats, and then they struggled the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's you know there's just something about the the rest of Floyd County outside Prestonsburg against the Black Cats. You you win that game, or, or in, you know you beat 
Prestonsburg football, especially on their home field, it could it could have a negative effect, you know, because you you have a tendency negative to, if they win. Yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah. okay, because we we've seen that with Floyd Central. Judging by their schedule, I, I, I want to disagree. Uh, I think if they beat Prestonsburg, they roll undefeated till they get to their district competition. Just judging by who they well, have in front of them, I, I said what I said. Floyd Central, but you're did, right in that well, situation. No, well, it well, no, they didn't open with Prestonsburg. They went yeah. straight from Prestonsburg to Class Three A District Eight with Belfry, Pike Central, Lawrence County. They came right back the next week, played Pike Central. Mm-hmm. Daggone it! If that game makes the same month this week, this year on the schedule, <laughs> it's the worst timing ever to play them. And it's easy for know. us to sit here and say that the game doesn't mean anything because I mean it really. And Jared said, it, it grand scheme, it doesn't. But there's just something about oh, being. Come on. It's, a, it's their Super Bowl. No, this is huge. This is their Super Bowl. I wasn't finished. Oh, okay. I said it's right. easy for us to sit here and say that. And he said it. I could sit here and say that. Okay. But he went into all the stuff you said. It's just something different when you're, when you're one of those other teams playing Prestonsburg. It's, it's, I mean, it's, and he said it, they, it this has been two years. But guys, remember the first year Floyd Central played Prestonsburg? The hot meter was up, yeah. oh, and you know what? Prestonsburg beat them up there, mm-hmm. and then made T-shirts about it. Yep, talk about the the worst part of the trip was walking up the hill because they didn't know where to park. You know that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, they they might be the most people I've ever seen at a football game too. That was massive. <laughs> that was a. Massive I mean, it was game. pretty. It's it, pretty intense. <laughs> it, it felt like a small college. I mean, it, it felt like a small college game. It did, uh, but at the same time, the next year. They went down there a little more focused and got it, got the win. I'm wondering if it's not the same scenario right now with Betsy Lane. Is it just too much hype? Give me, you give me that grin. Just go ahead and say it. Tell me, what do you think? No, I, I'm not. I, this is this is huge for both teams. I think. I think just historically, uh, if Prestonburg loses, then they're going to be people down there saying we lost to Betsy Lane. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that. I mean, I hate to talk about boys that way, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, if Betsy Lane loses, God, like you said, that's a that's a kick in the pants right there. That's going to be hard to recover mentally. Just and, and I'm not saying it can't be done, but it is going to be hard. That's the one. That's the one they've had circled. That's the one they've been mm-hmm. in the weight room. That's the one they wanted. So I give both both teams. This is a big game, and I know there's a lot of people out there don't don't really think about it that way. But the old coach in me is like, this game is Look, huge. Betsy Lane, in their mind, had the better team last year. They had them at home up yep. on the hill at Betsy Lane. Last year was it, and it got taken away from them. So it's this has been two years, and it's it, you're gonna it's dangerous. Two years, <laughs> I, is dangerous. I mean, it's he, Jared mentioned it, and I, I think it's you're gonna see really quick the first couple minutes, like you said. You're going to see who's the first driver, first couple drives is going to tell you a lot. You're going to see two years of maybe not on the Prestonsburg side, but on the Betsy Lane side, you're going to see two years of just just built up everything just just come out. (laughs) It's going to be interesting to watch. (laughs) I'll just say that, Uh, and we'll have to we'll we'll keep up with with scoring of it and stuff while we're uh, doing our game. I wish both teams the best of luck. Uh, It'll be an electric atmosphere. But I guarantee you that 80% of the kids on the Betsy Lane team can't tell you who they're playing in week number one. They oh, can tell no. you who they're playing this week. They can't tell you no. who they're playing next week. 
Well, it's one week at a time. Because it's that big of a deal. Yeah. It's yeah, been it's, that big. Oh, it's when this game's over, well, who we got next, Coach? <laughs> and somebody's that's a good thing because you're yeah. wanting it to go from week to week. But if they lose. The rest of their they, schedule they, hasn't well, listen, mattered for 12 months. Uh, they have to go to Morgan <laughs> County. Remember what happened last year against Morgan County? Let me yep. tell you who remembers it. They do. Okay, they <laughs> Jeremy and I remember it. Byron remembers it, yeah. but they remember it down in West Liberty. You ain't gonna get to go down there and eat at uh, Raiders Drive In and get you some ice cream before the game if you're wearing the wrong color. They ain't gonna let you eat down there. There, that's how that's gonna be when you go down there. You better just eat before you get there because it's not gonna happen. Stop, okay, stop in Sayersville. <laughs> stop in Sayersville and eat. They're not gonna let you eat in West Liberty if you're Betsy Lane. They remember last year. Going up to Moorhead. And it's going to be tough, okay? And they're going to want they're going to want a piece of you. They're going to kick you. They want to kick you in the teeth. Now, whether they Figured can, I don't know. That's right. but, literally. But, and I don't think I think Batesley would win the game. But this that's I think the next game is hey, interesting. That might, might be the game Morgan County's had scheduled for twelve. <laughs> it <months>. might be. <laughs> yeah. It might. And then you got McGoffin <laughs> County next up for Prestonsburg. And Lord, we know all about that dynamic. Yep. That's for next week's show. Uh, let's just wait. Let's just let this week pan out, and then we'll talk about next week. But uh, that all that being said, there's a lot of storylines uh, happening. So. Uh, we'll see. Game predictions. I'm going to put the guys on the spot. So, we're not calling ooh. this game, so we're all going to make a pick on it. Okay? And I will go first. Okay? I will go first. That way I'm not putting any pressure on everybody. I'm going to pick Prestonsburg in the game simply because first it's at home. Number one, I think they're a little more even keeled for this game. Okay? I think they're maybe not as hyped up. This isn't a calendar game for them. This is a, okay, they're a county rival, but we want to beat them. They've never been challenged by them yet. So I'm thinking they're not going to be – they're going to be a little more focused on the fundamentals, especially early, okay? And if they can get a couple of touchdowns early, they're going to be just fine, okay? But however, <laughs> how they react later, if Betsy Lane hangs in this game, if Betsy Lane leads in this game early or takes the lead, you know, leads and, and blows it out. I mean, this I think this could go either way. But if I had to pick somebody, I'm going to pick Betsy Lane or I'm going to pick Prestonburg by one possession, one possession. That, whether that's a field goal or a touchdown, I'm going to pick them by whoever they had the ball last and they are able to put it in the upright or in the end zone. Forty yard field goal is what you're saying. It, is might, be, it might come down to that, okay? But that, that's that's my pick. I'm going to pick Prestonburg. Although uh, I wonder how focused they are, but I think they'll have enough with, between Hamilton and Jarvis to be focused up. They just have to be able to contain Robinson. And I think they have the guys that can do that. Well, we already know who Jeremy's going to pick, so. Uh, he's going to go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> I got the Bobcats. You got your pick, Betsy Lane. I understand why. I, <laughs> it's all right. Fine. And I, don't, I hate to pick against them in this. Emotionally, it would be such a thrill to watch them win this game. I get it, even as a fan. Uh, but I, but I'm, I say they're the underdog in this. That leaves these two in the middle. Somebody's uh, got to go. I'm going to go Prestonsburg. Okay. I, I just feel like that, you know, like we said, we're talking about Betsy Lane. Can can they get Robinson into space to let him do his thing? Uh, you know, if he's if he's their quarterback the entire game, I feel like it's going to be much harder for him to get outside and get into space and really make those big plays like we've seen him put, make the last few years because – you throw it down the field 20, 30 yards, he just goes over top, outruns everybody, or just jumps over everybody, 
and gets it, and they get big chunk plays like that. Where are those plays going to come from this year? Like he said, he's not a proven quarterback. He's not been playing it a lot. So that kind of worries me on their part. Uh, but uh, And that's why I'm a little pressure bird right now. Josh, who you got? Black hats. Mm. I, I think everything I, – I, I like what Jared said about playing Prestonsburg. Yeah. But I also think all of that stuff is going to play against them. Two years, it's it's they've they've thought about it. They they they, it's a bigger game for Betsy Lane than it is for Prestonsburg. I think I Prestonsburg, think so I think they enter this year with more on their their to do list than than beat Betsy Lane. I think if Betsy good, if, if Prestonsburg loses this game, I think it's not going to bother them as much as if Betsy Lane loses. I, I think the Black Cats have. Um. That. I, th- I I think. It, I, I don't. I think if Pressburg loses this well, game, well, not, it derails the year. I, I, I think it's me. Listen, well, see, this is, said, it hurts them worse than Betsy Lane if they lose the game. See, I from, do think from, from the outside, I think it probably does, but I don't think that locker room is going to implode if they lose to Betsy Lane. That won't because, implode because, because, no. because the the players that they're not what they were five ten years ago. You know, the, the Betsy on the Prestonsburg side of things, they just don't look at Floyd Central and Betsy Lane and South Floyd. They don't look at it the same way. They don't want – it's not a big a big enough game for, for them, I don't think. It's a big game. They want to beat a county team. But I just I, – I think Prestonsburg has – they they want to do more this year beyond week zero. And I, I think for Betsy Lane, like it was for Floyd Central a few years ago, I think this is – like it's the biggest game of the year. If they if Prestonsburg Floyd loses – Floyd Central players told us they would they won, yeah. they wanted to go 1-9 oh, yeah. and only beat Prestonsburg. That's all they cared about. If they were 9-1 yeah. and one and lost to Prestonsburg, the season was a disappointment. We were up there like for the, Halloween. The players yeah. said that. Yeah. And we both looked a bit, oh, my God. Yeah, and I, I, I one just, of us did, I, I think. I think that's the way that the other teams look at, look at Prestonsburg. And I, I just – I think that everything that, that Jared mentioned, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a slow start because of the amped up uh, – everything and I, I think that you know Prestonsburg will be able to kind of control things with their ground game and, and yeah the, the the key is how this game starts if if Betsy Lane comes out and unless they answer the hype with a huge play and a score to start the game whoa that's okay? not I mean, I'm not saying Betsy and that could out, easily just, happen yeah. okay that could happen mm-hmm. on the oh, kickoff yeah. yeah if the right kid gets it and returns <laughs> it okay so watch who you're kicking to, Prestonsburg. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, uh, if I were if I were looking at it, I think, hey, first couple of series, Prestonsburg handles it on defense, can get a, a score early and lead at the end of the first quarter. I think they'd be okay as long as they keep Betsy Lane at bay, arms mm-hmm. arms length. You can't let them be trading scores back and forth because if you get to the fourth quarter and you've allowed that team to be there right there with you, you're beat. Because they will, they will find it. And because they've made it that far, yeah. they've found enough. They'll find the will to win that game, especially when it comes down to individual playmakers. Mm-hmm. And that's when I put my money on Robinson. Oh yeah, at that point. But if it comes down to one play, I, I wouldn't bet best, against him. He's the best athlete on yeah, the field. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. bet against him. Uh, it'll be an exciting game. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the loss to me for Prestonsburg, if they were to lose this game. I think it's more detrimental than it is for Betsy Lane just because Betsy Lane will rebound. They'll be challenged the next week, but they'll rebound. They'll move on. they got a pretty good schedule to get them going, and they'll get refocused for district play. Uh, Prestonsburg, they got to play this emotional game. It's going to be hopped up by 
everybody and neighbors and everything else because they're playing John DeRoss's Hornets. And that's going to be tough for them to try to overcome that. So they really need this game yeah. to be able to have that swag I mean, I guess going into that game. I guess game. it's easier to say. It is a payback but, game. It's but, a payback but, game from last year. But like none of those, none of those kids played for DeRoss. Right, but their daddies did, and you their know, daddies and, and their granddaddies, their neighbors. Don't you remember what times were good? I mean, all that, all that crap, you know. So, I mean, well, yeah, but they were playing, probably playing elementary when he was there. <laughs> well, it, it, nevertheless, there's been so much talk about it. But you're all right. The, the kids are going to be like, "Oh, come on." That's why I, I just think the kids now they're just they're just different. They don't. <laughs> it, it's it, it's going to be more to next week. Will be more to the community. That it will probably the kids. There you go. There you go. We're going to take another break, come back and talk about the next game, Paintsville and Floyd Central. Right after this, the Sound Off on Sports continues. When you need to know about your medications, it's important to know your pharmacist. Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, John Newsom, and Terry Castle and Howard Family Pharmacy, your community health mart pharmacy, will always take time for you. And it's more convenient now than ever to fill your prescriptions. Simply use their free mobile app or log on to howardfamilypharmacy.com. Quality care and service, where it's always about family. That's Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Billy Jean Osborne's Kentucky Opry takes the stage at the beautiful Mountain Arts Center, featuring the region's finest talents. You don't want to miss the Kentucky Opry Junior Pros and special guest appearances. Call the Mountain Arts Center box office at 1-888-MAC-ARTS to lock in your tickets. That's 1-888-MAC-ARTS. We'll see you at the show. It's a night of Y2K Country with Andy Griggs. You won't ever be lonely. And Daryl Worley. Good day, Friday, November 4th, Mountain Arts Center. A night with Andy Griggs and Daryl Worley performing incredible country number one hits you will know and remember. Awful beautiful Tickets as low as $23 and on sale now by calling 1-888-MACARTS or at macarts.com. Sponsored in part by the Kentucky Arts Council. You know, that, this is just the first show of the year. <laughs> I mean, we're having a lot of fun. Oh, if, if every show is like this for the rest of the year, this will be pretty good times. Uh, and and all, it's all about matchups of the kids. I mean, we, we got some, a couple of dandy games. Uh, to start the year. You are listening to the Sound Off on Sports podcast. I'm Jamie Johnson, Josh McKinney, also Byron Hall and Jeremy Hall as we go into our final segment tonight, and that is the game that we will be broadcasting on Friday night, Floyd Central and Paintsville. And talking to Coach Sean Hager in his sixth year, he said he was pretty pleased with what he saw in the, po- in the uh, preseason in games against East Carter and Martin County. Well, at first, I thought we were a little bit behind, uh, but I've been pleased with our first two scrimmages. We got a lot of things we can clean up on, but I, I, overall, I'm pleased with them. As far as defensively, I thought we, we straightened straightened some things up defensively, but now offensively, we got to straighten our blocking up. It's pretty easy to define Floyd Central. It comes down to a couple of factors. Turnovers. And defense. Uh, that's really the two things that have to be worked on. Because as the season went on last year, their offense got better. Yeah. And two games that were lost by uh, two points each between Shelby Valley and Prestonsburg, if those scores are reversed, it could have been a different season for them. Uh, but also, they've had you know, the problem has just been stopping the opponent. That's been the biggest problem. 
And it's kind of an emphasis on that in the offseason, I would imagine, from Coach Hager. But at the same time, they come back this year pretty loaded in terms of returnees. I know the only one they, – really, they won no games, okay? A two and nine officially, but you know, one was a forfeit and one was COVID out. So, in reality, you went winless. What was the last home game that they won uh, the technically? The last game they won on the field, September 16th, 2020. Been against, a while. Against Prestonsburg. Okay, so September 16th against Prestonsburg at home. Uh, you're at home against Paintsville. These kids are hungry to win. And he returns basically everybody except one offensive lineman and one fullback. So he, he's, he, And he talks about this. They got some depth. Well, I mean, you, you, our backfield, you know, you got Bryce and Sheston, BJ, Blake, and Max. That's all of our backfield. Brody and Jace out there at wide receivers. Jacob, I mean, uh, Johnson at tight end. Landon Castle at tight end. So we've got, we've got some kids and some depth on offense. Max has come a long way. Um, he's running our offense. You know, we were trying a little different system. Uh, not, not, so much different. We've went from under center to like a two-yard shotgun snap, a, a little fall-off pistol is what they call it. So, but it gives him more time to read and, and more time to to see what he needs to do. But he he's he's doing a great job with the offense right now. Am I the only one that that hears that and reads uh, a quiet air of confidence? Listen, I know last baseball season before we would go to baseball practice. He had the entire offense in a classroom drawing up stuff on the whiteboard about this new offense. I, 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 I mean, this is this is back <laughs> in the spring. Um, there we go. I'm really interested to see. They had great turnout in the offseason in the weight room, going all the way back to the winter yeah. when we're doing baseball. They, I want to see how track has impacted a lot of these kids. Mm. B.J. Peterson, Jace Martin, Blake Adams. They, you know, these guys did track. Brody Buck. I want to see how that stuff with the with with the turnout in the weight room, how that impacts what they do on the field, and I, you're right, they they took advantage of that COVID holdback rule that this, that Kentucky put in place. Might as well, they had three seniors last year, had a ton of guys stay back and take advantage of it, and you know he thought and, and talking to Coach Hager, um, just you know over the last little bit, the the COVID year again back to the COVID year, that was kind of a year that he kind of had circled as kind of things falling into place you know, when he took over Floyd Central after that first year. And I think with the guys that he has coming back, and you heard him mention them, some names, I, I think they are like quietly optimistic and confident about what they can do. And the, the turnovers and the edges, you mentioned specifically, the speed I think is going to be there. I think the defensive discipline is what's, what's going to be key defensively about kind of controlling the opposing speed on those edges on the outside of the hash marks. Well, yeah, bringing the track program into play, that's that's a great point uh, because they didn't just walk into it and just, well, we tried it. They went in and played very they were They went and competed very well in track mm -hmm. uh, when they got going this year. Had a lot of kids go to state. And that's awesome. In a first year with no facility on campus, dang, you know. Uh, and, and they needed that. The, these kids have got to get more athletic. I know that Derek worked with these guys in the weight room when the season ended. The next week, they're in the they're mm -hmm. in the weight room all through basketball, all in the spring. They've done so much work in the off season. I think it's I think it's going to make a difference in what you see on the product this year on the field. 
it's got to swing some games. If you put in that much time in it, it's got to swing a few of those closer games and, and get some wins. And, and Jeremy, you've, you've been in this situation where you had a team maybe that just – I remember you played young kids one year and said, I'm going to take my licks and get ready. <laughs> and it worked. It, it took a couple of years, but it worked. So those things happen. Yeah. Um, I think you, you talk about getting ready for a football team and you're talking about returning players. Um, all that's fine and dandy. It, but if they don't get in the weight room, especially at their level, they're, you know, you got to get in the weight room. You got to be, everybody has to be a physical specimen. And, and that's what these guys need to be. They need to make themselves stronger and faster. Um, uh, the one thing that the new offense kind of scares me uh, because <laughs> I've always said it's kind of all over the place. And learning even more stuff uh, is not always better. Uh, but we've talked about this on the radio doing games. There's two things that has to happen for Floyd Central to win football. Number one, and it's and it's so basic. Except if you're if you've never been a coach, you you think, well, that sounds so easy, but it's so difficult. You spend every bit of your days basically on these two things. Number one, you got to learn how to tackle. You can have the best defensive looking team, the best <laughs> schemes. If you don't tackle, you don't win. And the second one is you got to have the football to score. Okay, you cannot. Your running backs, anybody who touches the ball, cannot give it up. Can't do it. Right, if you don't you do those two turn, things, you can't do the. And they do the ball control, keep it, and they'll march downfield in three yard increments. Boom, 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 and then get down to the end zone and cough it up. Well, I, I think I went back in last year the the Shelby Valley and Prestonsburg games, the games you mentioned specifically, they lost by two points. I think in both games. They had the ball maybe three times total in the first half because, because the, the the ball possession kind of offense. And I think total in both games, they had one score in the first half because they would continue to hold the ball and, and ground and pound it and get inside the five and lose the football. Mm -hmm. Both times. It was inside the five. <laughs> yeah, inside line, the five. Going yeah. into the end zone yeah. and it, the ball just comes out and it – it cost them games last year. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. They're doing what they have to do to right. fix that. It's all about strength. You know, if those guys have the ball in their hands are strong enough to take punishment, uh, game in, game out, all night long, and, and keep up that ball, that's what they have to be. They have to be strong to do that. So they're doing the things they need to win. They just got to get in their head. They can do it. Now, Coach also talked about the COVID scenario and I think it is fair to say that COVID affected – it affected every team. If if you weren't a Johnson Central, Belfry, <laughs> Pikeville that had depth at, at degrees at different, mm -hmm. <laughs> different levels, I mean, even, uh, you know, talking to Brandon Brewer, he said, hey, look, even this year I still have a couple of kids that are going to play varsity and JV. They're going to start on both. They're still trying to fix that, not as many – you know, when he first took over, they were all doing it, okay? Now, not as much, but still got a couple. But now, with Floyd Central playing in 3A football, a little different, obviously. Uh, but at the same time, they have to have that depth. They have to be able to, be able to have it. COVID hits, and it, it hurt them. It, it hurt every program that, weren't, that wasn't established like the, the perennial state championship ones that we have here in our area. This is what Coach Hager had to say about it, and I, and I agree with this. You know, we were starting to turn it around the third game of the year last year against Shelby Valley. I think we fumbled twice and should have won. 
and then I mean it was just like from week to week you didn't know who who was going to play, who was going to be on the roster, couldn't get kids in shape, and it was just a long year. I think it's fair to say that COVID hurts football more than any of the other sports. Correct? It it, it, it killed us. I mean, people don't understand this. Two years ago, you know, Caleb was a senior quarterback. Uh, Trenton Hatfield had a real good team, but we only got to play six games. I mean, we played one game the last five weeks of the season two years ago. And then last year, every time you turned around, we were being – somebody was quarantined. Uh, we didn't have a, a full roster, couldn't get kids in shape. We'd go, you know, out of 14 days one time, we practiced three days to get ready for us. And, and that's hard. And, and I will say that it took a toll on us. The one thing I remember Jeremy saying all the time during the COVID years was with football players, they have to have what? Routine. Yeah, routine. (laughs) They have to have routine. And when you're practicing three times in 14 days, you ain't got a routine. You don't have a regiment. You don't have anything to build on. And it really showed. And that's not an excuse for them, but it's a big part of it. There was so much just, you know, stuff left up to interpretation from the state level to individual school districts with what the protocol was if somebody got sick and and quarantining for five days, 10 days, whole team has to leave practice from the field. And, and it was, you know, last year was just, you know, 2020, just throw that completely out the window. But, but last year that, that some of that stuff kind of still lingered a little bit. And, you know, nobody, like you said, nobody knew from, from week to week. And if you weren't a Johnson central or a, or a Pikeville or, or a Belfry, you, you, you struggled to, to put some guys out there that you felt confident that could, that could do a job. It was like, it's like no one, you build a house in a hurricane zone, depending on how you build it, you can withstand the storm. <laughs> well, you know, those programs were built to withstand some things. We we just weren't. Our county schools weren't. They were all kind of in a rebo, in a reboot. Yeah, new coach at Betsy Lane. Mm-hmm. Prestonsburg, building from the ground up. Floyd Central, a lot coming in at one time, and then it was all gone. And, and then it was a reboot. So – just weren't in the position to navigate that kind of thing. I wasn't there. I mean, we was on the radio, and I can sit and talk all I want to because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we never lose a game, you know. <laughs> but yeah. last year, to me, thinking as through the eyes of a coach would have been harder than the year before. The year before, yeah. it just it's done. We're not playing. Game over. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Then mentally, everybody kind of you know can focus. Well, we got next week if we get a chance to come back. Blah blah. Last year, that's that. I am glad I was not coaching. I ain't gonna lie <laughs> because you know, not only are you expected to go out Friday night and win, but then you know, you come up on a Tuesday and uh, okay, coach, your number one running back, uh, your wide receiver, your big D lineman are all they're out for COVID. So you know, and it was a it was a puzzle in constant motion, mm-hmm. uh, and that just to me would that was drive me crazy. I would be over on the baseball field doing offseason workouts with the baseball team, and all of a sudden see the entire football team leave. You know, on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and then you know how long are they out? How long can it be until they can even come back onto the football field? And it, you just you never knew last year. It yeah. was and it was that way for everybody. Yeah, yeah. it was oh, everybody. Yeah, it was it everybody. affected everybody. It's not just an excuse. Uh, and even he told me in, in another part of the interview, hey, I, I, I don't want to make an excuse. I guess I am, but I shouldn't be. It's on me, too. They just weren't prepared. But now they will be. I, I think that first that first quote I played for you 
little air. Uh, there's an air of some quiet confidence, and I think we're going to see uh, a different product on Friday night. Are, are we to the point now where we can no longer mention COVID as being an excuse? Yes. Are we? Are we, are we at that point? Are we back? Yes. Are we back to that point now? Yes. Where, okay, that's yeah. Uh, it's still around, obviously, and you can still get sick. But in terms of like shutting teams down for ten days, are we? Are we no. past that? Yeah, I believe we are. Well, I mean, the new guideline is if you are exposed to somebody, you don't have to quarantine anymore. Oh, well. I mean, it's 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 like, oh, good luck, buddy. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's not is because we've learned more about it, and I, I'm I, glad. I think it, it applies to Floyd Central. What Jeremy said about Kentucky football earlier, I I think with the amount of juniors they had hold back with the senior class they've got, this is a year I think that that people can can kind of let themselves get excited. I know it's not been great the last couple of years, but you know, listening to Coach Hager and knowing the, the the players that they've got to work with and seeing them in the in the weight room, I think you can kind of allow yourself to get excited because this this is a year that they've kind of had circled, you know, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see uh, what happens. The opponent is Paintsville. It, 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 I know they're a one A school, but they're not your normal one A school because they have uh, they have the ability to to play up and win. They won state two years ago. Yeah, and, and they have some key pieces. Uh, that are there. I think maybe they may be worried about their line a little bit. That's from from talking to somebody on the painful side of things. Um, oh, Jamie knows people. <laughs> <laughs> they were telling me there was a little bit of a concern about their line, but also uh, putting pressure on their quarterback, uh, AJ James. Uh, he is a senior, and but you know, pressure is something that he maybe you can use against him if you're sending guys in. And I and I think Floyd Central has guys that could sit in there, uh, put some pressure, make him make some decisions. But the thing that I think they have that's an advantage, they have a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harris Phelps, their halfback, is a lot of speed, uh, explosive speed. If they make a hole for him, he's gone. It'll be one of these 40, 50-yard run, break-off touchdown runs. That's You're going to see that. Um, Connor Fugit is playing football this year. And Coach mentioned that in the interview. Uh, that that adds a wrinkle on the defense to try to cover because he's going to be at wide out. Mm-hmm. Don't know how much he'll be involved because he's he's not played. Uh, but still yet, it's an athlete to go to. <laughs> so, and we've seen that at other programs. You put an athlete somewhere on the field, they're going to find the ball and they're going to beat you. So, it's a, this is a defensive test and a great first game for Floyd Central. It's a winnable game. We won't make a pick on it because we're going to call it. But uh, at the same time, it's a winnable game. For them and both sides, I think it's as much of a pick 'em game as the Betsy Lane Prestonsburg game. And I think if you're Floyd Central, you obviously you expect you win every game. But I think it's a game where even if you lose, you just want to see reason to be optimistic and excited for the next week. I think you want to be, you know, it's it's a one A school, whatever. You know, it's Paintsville's Paintsville. But I think if you play well and come up short, you know, Paintsville's been more established than you in your existence. You know, they're two years away from a state championship, even if it was at Class A. You know, they still won a state title. Um, I, I, I think you, there's there's certain things, and, and, you know, Jeremy knows more about this than me. You just, you kind of want to look, there's certain things you want to look for in week zero that you can kind of just say, okay, let's take this and build on this for week one the following week. I think the difference, though, between uh, this program being two years removed from a, a state title is the fact that they don't have their coach for that title anymore. And it's changed. And he's still trying to find it. Coach Hoskins is still trying to find his way. He was a fantastic college player, high school player. And I think he's still trying to get get that into uh, teaching. Uh, 
and coaching and they'll get there as he's got the, he's got the athletes to do that but uh, so they still have some growing pains uh, down there they're going to make some noise in their district but uh, not saying they're as good I'm just saying mm-hmm. there's a there's a chance you know there's a window if things go right for Floyd Central we'll see what happens but this is a winnable game for either team yeah. I would still think Paintsville is a favorite just because they come in with a lot of returning weapons especially skilled players so, but we'll see what, how it shakes out. It's really an exciting game. We got it wall to wall coverage on Friday night. Uh, Facebook Live, you can watch it on our Facebook channel at 7 o'clock. Uh, also on the uh, Hero where you're watching this. And then also on the radio and also on uh, in the internet stream if you just want to listen to it on there. So, we got you covered on the game. Should be a lot of fun. We got some surprises. Josh has been working overtime on improving the, broad- the video side of the broadcast because I'm an old school audio guy. And he's the new school video guy. I need to update my rate. So, uh, well, <laughs> talk to you, Papa. Uh, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't control any of that. So, but we're going to put out a good product for you. And I, I'm proud of what we're doing. That's the plan. Here. So, uh, we're, we, we're working hard to put out a really good product. You know, and, and I know that we had a big complaint about not having a score on the game. Trust me, you won't have to ask what the score is. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to have to ask. You're going to see it. So, uh, we got a lot of things worked out. Uh, to do that stuff, and I we've tested it, guys, and we've tested it. Yeah, we, tested we know it, it works, <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm not going to go through and ask you guys. You normally every year I always say, "All right, give me your predictions on the season." I'm not going to do that this year, okay. not right now, right. because these first two games, there's so much to see. Let's get through this week, and then we'll hedge <laughs> it, okay? <laughs> I, because I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, I, I'm really optimistic about. All three of our county teams are going to be improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunate, one of them's going to lose against each other, guaranteed on, on Friday night. But they're all improved. They're all going in the right direction. Well, they all three play each other, so I guess we'll have a true county champ by the end of the season. Hey, and I'm <laughs> looking forward to seeing that. Uh, that's going to be a fun thing. So we'll see how that shakes out. Good show tonight. That's yeah, fun. I had fun. You think I? You think I could sleep on the couch or? How's it going to work out for me? I don't know. I go I'm, home. I'm staying out of it. <laughs> Y'all don't text me anyway. Go home. Let me just go home. Okay. The just the doors open like, for you, pal. I like. The I headphones. know. I get it. I'll tell you where the keys that letter. <laughs> Hideaway key. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Anyway. All right. We've had fun. Appreciate you guys watching tonight and uh, listening. You can download the podcast. Obviously, Apple, Google, Spotify. Also at WMDJFM.com. It's logged on there. We'll have it up tomorrow because I'm going to go home because I'm back in here at 4.30. So in the morning. Good so, man. Uh, and uh, appreciate you watching tonight. You can watch it later. For those who – a lot of people watch this thing later and they, they film through it. Oh, yeah. We, we love that. So that's awesome. Thank you guys so much. For Jeremy, Byron, Josh, I'm Jamie. Have a great sports week. We'll see you at the game on Friday night.